morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It is time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for the week ahead. It's an amazing week as we have the sun changing signs to Sagittarius, Mars moving into Sagittarius, and a host of transits that yeah, might be a little challenging, but also point us in the direction of how to be more positive, optimistic, and look for the brighter future. So yay, right? Uh, so today, that's my plan. We're going to go through, first of all, the moon. The moon actually at 6.30 my time this morning, having moved into uh, the sign of Pisces, making everything a little softer and yet a little more emotional. Uh, and that's where we'll start. And then we'll go into some of the changes uh, in terms of the sun and Mars. And then we'll go through each of the transits. It just seems like there's a lot going on, which might make this week, at least a holiday week here in the U.S., feel a lot more active, feel like there's a lot of energy that we're running. So just breathe. That's my, that's my good morning breathe. And uh, so let's say good morning to everybody who is showing up here for me. And Mermaid Infinity Rainbow, she says she can't wait. Good morning to you, Mermaid. Pam Zaruba, good morning. Have a good turkey day this week. We are looking forward to that for sure. Tom, sit back, Astro family. <laughs> gobble, gobble, Tom says. Nargas, good morning. Teddy, good morning. Terry, good morning. It's great to have you all with us. So we start, and Leslie, I'm sorry, she just jumped up from Denver, Colorado, and uh, hashtag body, brain, and breath. I like that. Breathe, Tom says. <laughs> Breathe. I think we're going to need that this week. But because of good things, right? Not because of, you know, drastic things going on, although it might feel that way to some people. Uh, but the change out of the sign of Scorpio, the sun moving out of Scorpio anyway, kind of signals to us, and by the way, Mars also moving out of Scorpio, signals to us a change in the energies from the more uh, uh, processing um, sign of Scorpio where we're looking at the baggage and trying to release baggage to the more optimistic, adventurous, exploring energies of Sagittarius. You can just sort of sense that there's a big shift in the feeling of the general energies because of that, right? Not that Scorpio is a bad sign, not at all. I mean, it triggers our passion and it helps us to uh, use uh, uh, intensity and emotion in a positive way, hopefully, but through transformation. And transformation can be very uncomfortable to go through. And then we open up to the more optimistic energies of Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter, where we now get to see from the bigger picture, the bigger perspective of what it is that we want to do or where we want to go or how we should proceed forward in our lives. So first, though, this morning, the moon has just moved into the sign of Pisces. And it's the, in fact, at I just drew up the chart before we came on live and it's at zero degrees, 48 minutes of Pisces. That's how new it is into the sign. And of course, Pisces takes on a lot of emotional energy and it is where we have emotional sensitivity. So not only are we emotional in how we broadcast our feelings, but we're also picking up the emotions from the people around us or from, you know, the general atmosphere, the collective, if you will. Uh, so there is a lot of emotional depth here. There is this energy of empathy and compassion that is very powerful here. So we tend to feel things more deeply when the moon is moving through Pisces, and it also enhances our empathy and compassion for others in our lives, right? Once we can get past the depth of emotion. 
So the sensitivity is pronounced and for the next few days, we may find ourselves emotionally triggered or having to deal with some very powerful emotional things. Imagination and creativity are also enhanced during this period of time that the moon is running through Pisces. Pisces is ruled by the planet Neptune and he is the planet of dreams and imagination and uh, Pisces in with the moon in Pisces, it may stimulate how our creative energies begin to flow. And we might notice an increase even in our intuition about which creative things to take on, right? It's a very intuitive and highly um, evolved sign when we move out of victimy energy and into powerful energy of being a creative being. So art, music, dance, journaling, writing, singing, dancing, laughing, all these things bring out the positive emotions. And that's what we can be focusing on. But again, because Pisces is also an extraordinarily intuitive sign, we may also find that we have increased psychic sensitivity. And it it's a transit where we notice that increase in our powers of intuition. Um, and it's not that we have an increase exactly. It's more that we become more easily attuned to those energies. We become more aware of psychic energies. And it was it's interesting because last night I was uh, wanting to know where my daughter was because she had left her phone and we couldn't get a hold of her. And so I, I said, okay, I'm just going to tap into where my is my daughter. So I just sort of sat breathed in deep and just said, show me where she is. And it was funny because where I was shown that she was, I immediately, my conscious mind goes, no, that isn't where she would be. But it turns out that is exactly where she was. And then later I went, well, here's the dilemma with, with psychic awareness is that we tap into it and we say we, we want to know we get the information and then we go, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> totally negating our powers of intuition. So hopefully now with the moon in Pisces, we can become more attuned, not only to that intuition or to that instinct, but also be more validating of it, right? Trusting to the fact that we can tap in and find whatever it is that we need, whatever we need to know. So empathy and compassion and all of that comes along with this. We can't uh, avoid that. Pisces is a very introverted and reflective sign. So there's the possibility that we might find uh, that we are uh, understanding our own emotions as well as the emotions of other people. It has a, um, it, in, in the wheel in the astrology wheel, Pisces rules the 12th house, which is a place of solitude and withdrawal. So we also have that as a component of the Piscean experience um, with the moon ruling emotions and Pisces also being emotional, but ruling the 12th house of withdrawal and solitude. We may all feel the need to come inward, to be more introverted, to be, you know, more closed off in some way, protective of ourselves. And introspection is a good thing, right? It helps us to see things or to, uh, you know, see the enhance our value and our worth, even if we can move in that direction. Uh, but it is a good time then for us to engage in activities that support that inward movement. And that might be through meditation or through yoga or through um, journaling or other meditative type practices. Now, on the downside, of course, Neptune being involved also shows that we might be prone to escapism or moving into fantasy. Rather than being in the real world, we much more prefer the ideal world or uh, the unreal world where, you know, we can create whatever we want in our imagination. But does it ever occur to you that if you can create something in your imagination, that you can create that same thing in your real life? Hmm, it's amazing, right? To think about that. So we want to avoid getting lost in daydreams or escapist um, activities um, to balance, if you will, our 
imagination and our creative side with the real um, concrete 3D world that we live in. Um, now, also, we become sensitive to our surroundings during this period of time. Pisces in the physical body actually rules the immune system. So that means that we could become more sensitive to toxins or to upsets in our environment. And so we have to be very watchful of what it is that we're taking into our bodies, right? Be very aware of what's in your environment, what's good for you in that environment, and what is not so good for you in your environment. And be able to, you know, either work with those things in a positive way or move them out of your life, right? Move away from those toxins. Uh, Pisces is a mutable sign, which means it's changeable. And it means that they there can be fluid emotions. And you add the moon to that with its ability to move quickly through different emotional states, different moods. And what you have is this fluid emotional state over the next few days where there are high highs, low lows, and every point in between. The key is to not become reactive to those emotions and instead stay in response, right? Which means that you're choosing what it is that you're going to do, say, or how you're going to be, or how you're going to show up in every instance of anything that's going on in your life. So embrace the great qualities of Pisces, such as empathy, creativity, intuition, and uh, let go of the escapism or the tendency to obscure the real with this fantastical or idealized version of things. So that will help us all be successful the next few days. And in fact, we are in the moon in Pisces until 9.20 a.m. West Coast time on Wednesday, the 22nd, uh, which means that during Thanksgiving holidays, the moon, Thanksgiving here in the U.S. anyway, uh, the moon is going to be in Aries. So uh, that'll add some volatility to the week emotionally as there's the potential always with Aries energy for conflict and confrontation. So we'll want to watch our words. We'll want to watch our behaviors and how we are uh, treating everybody, right? We're going to have to apply the golden rule, I think, over this holiday weekend or holiday holiday um, uh, because the moon in Aries can bring up those things that become flashpoints or catalysts for anger or upset. So, and then having the sun just have moved into Sagittarius, the sign of blunt, honest communication could mean that those two things come together. They're both fire, right? Sagittarius is fire. The moon and Aries will be fire. That we'll want to be very watchful of how we say what we say and watchful of what we say right? So that we don't inadvertently begin a war in the, at the dinner table on Thursday here in the U.S. But also all around the world, this is the case, right? The moon will be in Aries for everyone. It just so happens that here in the U.S., we're all going to be together with our families. And you know that families can often be the triggers to a whole lot of emotional uh, energy. And then as we go into the weekend, the moon will move into Taurus. Taurus makes things a little more sensitive physically. We really are searching for affection and, and warmth and gratitude and being together. So as we get into the weekend, the moon shift, shifting into Taurus cools things down. Okay, so that's the moon for us for the week. Now, perhaps the biggest uh, news of this week comes on Wednesday when the sun moves into the sign of Sagittarius. And, you know, Sagittarius is a really great energy. So if you're looking at your own uh, astrology chart, you want to find where Sagittarius is, right? Sagittarius is a sign that looks like an arrow uh, pointed off here. Let me see if I can show it to you here. If you have your own chart, I circled it. That is what the Sagittarian symbol is. So find that in your chart. And as in this chart, you'll see that if you're using the whole sign system, which I do, you'll see that Sagittarius takes up an entire 30 degrees 
of your astrology chart. If this were a person's chart, it would be Sagittarius on the 12th house, which is kind of showing a lot of growth and opportunities coming from withdrawing and becoming more introverted and introspective. So that would be an interesting um, place. Let's talk about what sun in Sagittarius means. Because now, you know, it's not only Sagittarians. Sagittarians, of course, are going to have their birthdays coming, right? That There's that. Uh, and if you're a Sagittarius, now would be a great time to sign up for a solar return reading so that you get an idea of what the main themes are for the year ahead, what your focus is, what your internal needs are. All of that is discussed in a solar return reading. But if you're not a Sagittarius, you still have Sagittarius somewhere in your chart. And that means somewhere in your life, Sagittarian energies are being applied, right? And as I said, if this were a chart of a person, Sagittarius energies would be applied to the 12th house. So find the house and then you'll know how it is that this might impact you. Now, Sagittarius is often linked to traits like optimism and adventure and exploration and a love for freedom, right? That is like the hallmark traits of the sign. And during the sun's transit through Sagittarius, then there tends to be an emphasis for all of us on expanding our horizons, right? Being optimistic and looking ahead, right? Seeing the bigger picture, stepping back and looking back in. Um, and it's not just in the physical, it's also mentally and emotionally and experientially, we are expanding. And we might feel as individuals a renewed sense of curiosity, maybe a desire for more exploration, whether that's a new topic of interest or whether that's actually moving uh, energy, which might mean traveling or exploring via uh, vacations or trips. But we might also feel more open to new ideas. Sagittarius is a sign that can take on a lot of different um, viewpoints and is open-minded in some ways to all of the different philosophies, belief systems, uh, explorations, opportunities, etc. So the energy of of Sagittarius encourages us all to be positive and forward-looking, promoting our spirit of adventure and uh, a willingness for each one of us to take on our individual challenges, right? Whatever those might be. It could be a personal challenge. It could be a relationship challenge. It could be a work challenge, a health challenge. But now we're being encouraged to take them on with openness, with an open mind, with positivity and optimism. <clears throat> now, um, optimism, enthusiasm, let's look at these things separately. Sagittarius is known for that boundless optimism, um, but it's sometimes because this is a sign that is ruled by Jupiter, sometimes that boundless optimism can get run away with us or run away with us. Um, but we are encouraged to look at life right now with a positive outlook and to look at uh, challenges that we are facing with more uh, optimism or um, seeing the opportunities in the challenges that we have or that we're facing, not running from them and not, you know, judging ourselves for the challenges, but being optimistic that we can rise to those challenges. It's kind of taking an optimistic perspective of life. And that actually ends up becoming sort of a, an infectious, contagious sort of condition, right? That positivity, that optimism is catching. And it tends to uplift others around us as we're all in this boat together during this period of time. Now, the symbol of Sagittarius is the archer, right? Even though the symbol, the drawn symbol looks like an arrow, right? But the archer's arrow is pointed at the heart of the universe, right? At the galactic center. So it sort of is a reflection of this sign's love for adventure, for exploring, for um, getting outside of one's typical boundaries or belief system, and just seeing what else is out there, right? What else could there be? Uh, so travel is influenced here, 
um, draw, we're drawn to new experiences that we've, you know, maybe things that we've wanted to do before, but we're afraid for some reason, and that type of thing, more knowledge. Sagittarius is a sign that craves knowledge. So we may be on a quest. That's a great word for Sagittarius with that we're all on a quest for something during the transit of the sun through Sagittarius. So what are you on a quest for? Right? What are and a quest might be looking for answers, looking for change, looking for the love of your life, whatever your quest is, this is a time to indulge that quest. Um, now, this is also restless energy. It's fire energy. And it thrives on change. It thrives on um, action, right? So sometimes all fire signs, not necessarily just Sagittarius, but all fire signs can sometimes act first, think later. But I encourage all of you not to be leaping into or out of things willy-nilly, but to take your time to understand why it is you might be doing what you're doing, explore the reasons, explore the ramifications, the highs, the lows, before you actually take action. And above all, use your human design type, strategy, and authority to help guide you into the correct actions for you, right? Because it's going to be different for everybody, right? Your astrology chart doesn't necessarily show you that type of authority, right? Your human design really goes into that and talks about how is it that you make the best decisions, right? Because if you don't know that, you might just be leaping into and out of things without even thinking about what you're doing. And actually, you're not even meant to really think about what you're doing. You're meant to really feel your way or sense your way or listen to your body's wisdom when it comes to making decisions. So be very careful about leaping, right? I'm not saying don't leap. I'm not saying um, don't, you know, act. I'm saying be, be courageous enough to take action after time or after consideration, determining what is right for you and then act. All right. Now, Sagittarius also is the philosophical sign, right? It is the ruler of the ninth house in the astrology chart, which is the sign, uh, again, of broadening one's horizons through philosophy or belief systems. Um, there is an element of intellectual exploration here. So we want to be careful not to get too much in the mind during the next 30 days or so. Uh, but Sagittarius is associated with truth, right? And the search for truth, the capital T truth, not those little truths that we take for granted, right? Or the ones that, you know, we hear out there and um, we take it as truth, but the bigger ones, the ones that really have meaning for the widest number of people on the planet. Um, we want to explore different belief systems and different cultures and different ways of thinking and different ways of behaving. Uh, because all in all, Sagittarius is really on the search for the deeper understanding of life and its purpose, right? We're all looking for that during this period of time. Now, Sagittarius is also engaged with freedom and independence. It is a highly valued thing to Sagittarians. So it also can become a theme for every one of us, even if we are not Sagittarians, to look at where we are on the hunt for independence or where we are on the hunt for uh, freedom. And what are we needing in order to, to do that? It can be both a driving force, something that is um, consciously driving us, but it can also be an unconscious force that is, you know, running underneath everything in your life during this time. And um, you need to have the time and the space and allow yourself to, to go on that expansion and, or to go on that, you know, trip of expansion and allow yourself to see things from a different perspective. Honesty and bluntness are also key ingredients of a Sagittarian, right? Honesty, yes. Bluntness, maybe not so uh, positive at, at this end, but they're known, this is a sign known for straightforwardness, 
right? They really don't sugarcoat much. So all of us might have that knee-jerk reaction to something and say what we mean or say what first comes into our minds. Um, and there is nothing wrong with candor, but when it is delivered in a way that's hurtful, then there's a problem. So we have to, on one hand, be very open to saying what we need to say and being honest in our communication, but on the other hand, be very circumspect about how we say what we say. And when do we say what needs to be said? Because saying things in the wrong company uh, can be very damaging, right? And, you know, blurting out things maybe at the dinner table on Thanksgiving might not be the best time, right? You got to be very careful, circumspect. Now, uh, so it's, it's, it's a balancing act, I guess you could say, right? The balance between being honest, saying what needs to be said, and doing it in a way that, uh, first of all, has been invited out of you, right? You don't want to start telling somebody all about their faults if you haven't been invited to do so, right? Because then it just comes off as boorish or, you know, overly blunt or being judgmental or overly critical, right? So we've got to, we're walking a fine line. Above all, remember that Sagittarian energy is generous. It is open-minded. It has a broad perspective on a many different things. And typically, a conversation with a Sagittarius can be very enlightening and very stimulating to, you know, going into new places and new ideas and things like that. There is an element of restlessness that it comes along with the sun in Sagittarius. And it's not just the sun, by the way, because the next conversation we're going to have here is about Mars also moving into Sagittarius this week. So we're getting a double dose of this Sagittarian energy. Um, but that restlessness we may all be feeling in our lives um, due to two major planets, um, sun isn't a planet, a star and a planet that will be in the sign of the archer. So a good sense of humor, playfulness, adopting an open mind, uh, being willing to learn new things and not just get stuck in your own rut of beliefs can really be beneficial during this time. Um, so are you ready, right, for that cosmic perspective? When I think of Sagittarian, uh, Sagittarius energy, I'm thinking of the cosmic perspective, right, because it's aimed at the heart of something that's bigger, right? We really don't have a concept as humans. I do only because I see it as a point in my astrology chart of what the galactic center actually is. I see it as maybe the heart of the truth of the universe. I see it perhaps as the cradle of all that could be. Uh, I see it as a crossroads maybe, uh, but few really have a sense of that, that bigness that comes with the galactic center. And that is what the archer Sagittarius is aimed at, right? Discovering those truths, discovering what's the depth of the meaning of life, perhaps, or the meaning of the universe, or what is the universe? Where did it start? What's it doing, right? So love, love, love that we have this time to consider all of these bigger perspectives. Now, when Mars, <laughs> the planet of action and energy and motion and that high uh, dynamic forward motion planet moves into Sagittarius, it adds that dynamism to that adventure, to that exploration, right? To that to searching for uh, beliefs and maybe even to that open-mindedness. Now, Mars typically spends about one and a half months in a sign. So he'll be there a little longer than the sun in this particular transit. Not much longer, but you can imagine this is going to carry us into the Christmas season. And the fire sign qualities of Sagittarius are met right head on with Mars, also a planet associated with fire. It's a very masculine energy and Sagittarius, a very masculine sign. And remember, masculine energy is positive in that it pushes outward. So we're all sort of moving 
outward with the energy, with the exception of the time maybe when the moon is moving through signs that are pushing inward, right? Like Pisces. So we are sometimes going to, during these next several weeks, come into a conflict between our inner needs for withdrawal and quiet and introversion or introspection versus these outward facing energies of Sagittarius with two major planets there pushing us outward into the world. So you can imagine, you know, we're going to probably have some uh, ticklish issues around certain things. So while Mars is passion and energy and it meets up in Sagittarius's adventure and exploration, there are other themes that we might think of with Mars in Sagittarius. The first one, of course, adventurous action. It tends to fuel our desire to explore and take risks. So I, I'm not saying don't take risks. I'm saying be very risk conscious in everything that you do, right? You don't want to do things that push the envelope of safety or reality, right? We want to be cautiously risky. How's that, right? That's like an oxymoron thing to say, right? But we want to be careful because we're so highly geared to taking action during this time that sometimes that very boldness that Mars brings in can cause us to do things that, you know, result in accidents or falls or confrontations, right? So we want to be aware at all times about how you're using the energy of action in your life. Now, the combination of Mars and Sagittarius is very positive and very optimistic. So I guarantee you through this season, we may be very highly optimistic, which means we may spend too much, right? We, Jupiter rules Sagittarius. And so Jupiter, we can't ignore in all of this. And that means we need to be cautious perhaps with our finances. We might need to be cautious with um, how much we eat or, or how, how much we drink or how much we do anything in our lives. But there is also the drive for philosophical pursuits during this time, right? We might become very interested in finding those deeper answers to the, the, the large questions of the universe. And that action then could drive us to look for personal growth, for education. Sagittarius is a sign that rules higher education. So by that, I mean furthering beyond high school and college, looking at, you know, different topics of interest, maybe even philosophical topics, esoteric topics, uh, the mysterious, right, the magical. Um, and the purpose would be to gain a deeper understanding of the world and how the world works. Um, energetic independence is another big deal here with Mars. Sagittarius, remember, values freedom and independence, and Mars gives the energy and the drive toward those two things. We might all feel a heightened sense of autonomy, of our sovereignty, of uh, becoming more assertive in the pursuit of our own dreams and our own goals. We just don't want to run over others in our process of getting there, right? So we want to move ahead, but we also want to allow for other people to move ahead in the same way. Um, the risk-taking tendencies are the big thing that I would be concerned about for everybody. The adventurous spirit can be so invigorating and so uh, enticing for all of us, right? Coming out of that Sagittarius or that uh, Scorpio energy that was very much more introspective. Now we're pushing outward and we just want to be mindful of impulsive tendencies. We don't want to cut off our noses despite our faces. We need to be able to channel this Martian and solar energy into positive things, right? And that might be through uh, looking for answers or taking that trip that we've always wanted to take, trying something new that we've been hesitant to try. Um, the experiences that you have during this time are really going to be different from each other because of where Sagittarius is in your own charts. So we want to keep that in mind. So I've been talking about the bigger, broader topics, but in your own charts, there could be 
other planets in Sagittarius that we have to think about. There could be nothing in Sagittarius. And you're thinking, well, I don't have any problems with Sagittarius. But you also have Jupiter as the ruler of that sign. And what Jupiter does in your chart is also something that we need to take into consideration. So Jupiter may be pointing to something that you have a tendency to exaggerate or overdo or overcommit yourself to. So we um, can really take a look at that in a transit reading if you want uh, during this time. Okay, questions. Let's see how people are reacting to all of this. Good morning, Amanda J. It's good to have you with us. Uh, JLo, hello, and good morning to you. Mermaid Infinity says, hello, I'm here. Love how you explain what's going on with astrology. I, I've been really, I've been inspired lately to use different words. Like that's just been my thing. And uh, of course, I'm a Gemini. Of course, words are my thing, right? So uh, I think sometimes I can get a little colorful in how I express things. And maybe that's what you're reacting to. But thank you for that. Uh, next, I want to talk about the... So last week, actually going back to November 1st, when Tam and I met for um, the Astro Inklings for the month of November, it was very clear that this month was made up of a lot of aspecting planets. That means planets that are coming into connection with one another in various ways. And it seemed like that this month, more than other months, really, that all of the planets were dancing together and that can sometimes feel like we're rushing from one thing into another, um, getting mixed signals as, you know, these two planets over here say contract and these planets over here say expand. So what's a girl to do, right? Do I expand or do I contract? So knowing about the transits and how they are impacting you is huge, right? And being able to go through these times. And this week is no exception. There are quite a few transits of planets uh, in two involving the sun. And if it's involving the sun, because we know the sun and Mars are in a conjunction because they're both moving into Sagittarius a day apart from one another, that means that we have to be very mindful about what these particular aspects are bringing us. Remember, aspects are just planets in relationship. So the first one that we have today is the sun in a sextile to Pluto. So the sun is not yet in Sagittarius. So today this is the sun in Scorpio in a sextile to Pluto that is in the late last few degrees, last degree or so of uh, Capricorn. Now a sextile represents kind of flow. It's a harmony between the uh, two signs that are involved, Scorpio and Capricorn kind of seems weird that they would be established in a flow, but they are, right? They are 60 degrees from one another. And so it implies then that the interaction between the sun and Pluto today would be harmonious, would be good for us in some way, that there's a natural flow between these two planets that we could really tap into, okay? And that flow then allows us to express our identity via the sun, in a way that aligns with the transformational energies of Pluto, right? And the regenerative processes of Pluto. Remember, Pluto takes us through death and rebirth, right? The whole regenerative stuff. So the theme of this particular aspect then might bring us empowerment. And it can bring us opportunities for personal empowerment. We may become more self-aware of what power we're leaking, if you will, or where we're giving away our power or where we're not aligned with our power. Uh, we might gain a better understanding of our inner motivation and our desires. Like, what do we, what are we really after when we're doing these things? You know, what's really uppermost in our mind? What do we really want? And then it would be a favorable time for us to make positive changes in those directions, right? To go in the direction that life is, uh, you know, compelling us to go. It could be a time of revelation and discovery where Pluto is associated with uncovering blocks and hidden truths and our limiting uh, ideas. And the sun's involvement means that these revolution, these revolutions, these revelations could be revolutionary, um, but they could be likely to illuminate where we need support or what uh, pathway that we can go down for that personal growth. 
it can manifest in a way that allows us to have a better understanding of ourselves or of any situation that we are in or that we're engaged with. It is also a time of discovery, right? This There's discovery here. That light of the sun just show, so bright, shining down on the shadowy areas that Pluto might be bringing up. Remember, sun in Scorpio, Pluto in Capricorn, Pluto in a sign he co-rules, or that he, not he doesn't co-rule, I'm sorry, that he is very comfortable in, right? So they work together. Uh, increased influence. The sun uh, is our sense of authority and our leadership abilities, right? Our, our qualities of uh, authentic self. And when in harmony with Pluto, there could be a lot of opportunities for you to be an influencer, right? To be someone who can influence another or that somebody else of a powerful nature influences you. Um, and it could be a time then where you are making decisions in your life that really have a transformative effect that are moving you ahead. Uh, regeneration and healing are also themes here. And healing physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all kinds of different healing. It can support that whole regeneration of your health, of your attitude, of your mentality, of your emotions, all of that. It is also, do not forget this, a time to let go of the old. If we want to move into the new, bolder, more optimistic, positive, cosmic energies of Sagittarius, then we need to release some of the patterns and the hurts and the uh, the grievances that we're holding, the baggage, in other words, that we're holding in Scorpio. So patterns that no longer serve us, jobs that no longer serve us, uh, things, physical things that no longer serve us. So if you want well-being, it's a time of letting go and a time of embracing change and becoming empowered to live in your authority. That's what the sextile brings us. And again, that might be different for each of you, depending on how it is uh, set up in your chart. Now, the very next day, so by the way, that was from today. And tomorrow we have the Mar uh, planet Mars moving into a sextile. Imagine that, moving into a sextile with Pluto. And here we have empowered action now, right? The sun shines the light. Mars moves the dial, right? So we have movement. Um, and maybe it can be a, a harmonious blending of Mars's dynamic action, his assertiveness, and Pluto's transformative and intense energies. It feels like we could be more mindful even of what the actions are that we are applying. Now I remember what I was going to say about Pluto and Mars. Remember, they're the co-rulers of Scorpio, where Scorpio being one of the signs, right? This is where the sun and Mars are right now. Wednesday, that changes into Sagittarian energy. But for today and tomorrow, where these two planets are sitting at the last degrees of Scorpio. So there's something big there too, because those degrees are very impactful in changing up a dynamic, right? looking forward into a new way of being or new way of doing things or new opportunities. Now, Mars and Pluto together are strategic power brokers, right? They're, they, they can, Mars really can, with a plan, can step forward very deliberately. And Pluto, of course, giving the power behind that. And that means we have a heightened ability to assess what's going on around us or in our lives that needs to change. We have the energy to formulate a plan and to execute the plan, right? To take the steps that we need to take. And also the actions that we take can have more impact on us than at other times, right? Positive impact on us. And of course, the one thing that I think happens for everybody here, too, is a sense of willpower, the willpower, the will to um... <laughs> what? <laughs> Terry, that's too funny. Um, I didn't even know I had AI text. That's going on. You'll have to tell me where, what that what that means. Uh, anyway, so uh, will increased willpower. 
But willpower, remember, can sometimes lead us to force or push our way into something and or move beyond our uh, ability to sustain the energy. So we want to be very careful. We, we want to be resilient and we want to have persistence if it's the right thing. We want to persevere if it's the right thing. We want to endure if it's the correct thing. But if you've entered into things incorrectly and you're using force energy, that is liable to be the wrong use of willpower and at the end of the transit be something that burns you out, right? Or causes illness or causes pain. Okay, we want to be careful with that. But we might also find it easier to overcome challenges and to move obstacles in our way at this time. All right. Now, harmony between Pluto and um, Mars in this case also leads to positive transformation. I don't want you to think that it's all, you know, dire and uh, death sort of things. It's really positive. It can manifest for you in a heightened sense of personal development, doing things that are good for you, nurturing yourself, doing what's good for you, improving your relationships helping you find success in all of the things that you do, whether that's your job or your work or your personal life or your creative pursuits. Um, all these things have a positive impact by Mars and uh, Pluto in the sextile. All right, that's the first half of the week. That's Monday and Tuesday, today and tomorrow. Um, as we get uh, to, let's see, what day was that one going to be? So, Thanksgiving Day. So Thursday, the 23rd, things change up a bit. Now we end up with the transiting sun forming a square with the planet Saturn. So now things get a little uh, more serious, if you will. A square is always a challenging aspect. It's when planets come into a 90 degree relationship with one another. It indicates sometimes a challenging or tension filled uh, alignment between the two planets. So a square in astrology is often a point of friction where we have to somewhat do something. We're being like in, we have to do something. We can't sit on our hands and not do something, right? It it's, requires our attention. It requires our effort to navigate through the energies of this. So we're all going to be asked in some way to move through these energies in our own lives. So the sun, of course, represents your identity. It represents your vitality, your consciousness, your ego, your conscious ego, your ego self. It symbolizes your sense of self, actually, and your drive for self-expression, right? Self-expression. Saturn, of course, is associated with boundaries, with discipline, with responsibility and form and structure, uh, limitations, right? He likes the plan. He likes it to be in boundaries. Um, he also represents the need for the work that we must do uh, for our approaching things from a mature sensibility and establishing a foundation. So we have ego energy and discipline energy. So disciplining our egos kind of thing, right? So the challenges and obstacles that come up may be about using our vitality in the right way. Saturn's influence can help us uh, point our vitality in the right direction, um, but it can also hinder the free expression of the sun, right? The, the, free, uh, the freedom of self-expression gets brought in, right? Into focus, maybe, or into restriction in some way. So uh, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to dread this, right? This is, this can be a good thing, right? It can take all of your energy, and it can help you to focus and concentrate on something that needs to get done, right? It can be a place where your authority is is being brought in as a way to point yourself down the road to accomplish something. And in the end, Saturn, when you've done the work, brings the rewards, right? It's not all penalties and, and bad stuff. Um, Saturn can reward as well. 
Um, but it's often linked to authority figures. Saturn is, is often linked to authority figures and to structures. So some people, some of us out there may find ourselves contending with authority figures in our lives, facing some kind of restriction that restricts your freedom, right, or restricts your uh, motion forward, that impedes your progress on something. And it could be something, you know, uh, simple, like, oh, I forgot to uh, do X and Y before I did Z. So now I have to go back and I have to pick up the stitches, right? I have to pick up those stitches and do those things. So sometimes it can feel a little restrictive and yet it's not complete if you haven't done all of the work to get there, right? So authority and restriction, yes, but it's not punitive so much as it is, hey, if you want to be in your authority, you, you got to have the whole enchilada, right? You got to have it all put together. Uh, it can also tr uh, trigger self-doubt for us. And that's another thing that we have to be careful about because Saturn is a little bit more restrictive, uh, looks more on the downside of things, if you, if you will. You know, and the sun is exuberant. It's light, light as in bright light. And if the sun's light is being dimmed, it gets cooler right? If like this morning, we have a lot of clouds, the sun's light is dimmed, and it's cooler. And thus in our lives, Saturn is providing the cloud cover uh, that hides the light of the sun. But the purpose being to uh, cause us to look more closely at what we're doing. But sometimes that can create more self doubt within us. So we'll watch for that. Uh, we don't want the weight of the responsibilities causing us to doubt our ability to handle things. This transit encourages us to be in the workflow and to use discipline and structure to keep us moving in a direction. And it can lead to long-term benefits, of course, right? The long-term benefits are staggering right? That if you stick with a plan and you work the plan, the plan comes to fruition and you manifest what it is that you desired, whether that was, you know, a project you're working on or somebody uh, in, in your life that you are working with. Um, so it's worth it. It is worth it to do the work. Now, the sun and uh, Saturn coming together like this also causes a need for us to evaluate ourselves, our actions. Are we moving in the right direction? So we may have a lot of questioning going on as the week wears on. Uh, it also influences our persistence and our patience. Patience. That's going to be a big word, I think, for all of us for the rest of the week, uh, especially once the sun and Mars move into Sagittarius, that fire energy requires patience of us and persistence, right? Not giving up, but not pushing either. A balance. Um, and expect perhaps that if there are structural changes that need to be made in your life, this would be the time to do that, right? The, it might be that the weakness of your structure, of your idea, of the thing you've built, becomes apparent, and you have to work with it to shore it up, right? It was interesting, a, a, a way to look at this. This weekend, Terry and I were off, uh, where were we going? I think we were going, oh, we had to go shopping for Thanksgiving. And on the way back, um, I think you guys know I live on an island. It's only an island. It, it was an island. Now it's kind of an isthmus because they built a dike that would hold back the water. So the water doesn't flow freely and cut us off completely uh, and make us a full-on island anymore. But every year, the rains and the tides, they batter that dike. And so they were shoring it up, right? They found a weak spot. And of course, that, what happens if that floods is we get cut off from the mainland. And it, uh, yeah, we've had that happen before. So there was a whole group of people out there, and they were uh, filling sandbags and they were sandbagging the weakness, uh, the weak spot on the dike, building it up so it would hold the water back better. That's the kind of thing that Saturn squaring the sun or the sun in this case squaring Saturn can help us do really well is to anticipate the weak spots and to shore them up, right? Whatever that might be in whatever area of your life. So, the influence here gives us this opportunity to be stronger, 
to build a stronger foundation, to put the roots deeper, um, and to strengthen the areas that we might have had weaknesses in. So um, be more open, I would guess, to boundaries. <laughs> Remember, Saturn is in Pisces. Pisces doesn't do boundaries, but Saturn does. So Saturn is trying to corral um, all of that etheric en energy and bring it into bounds in some way. Of course, he can't completely contain it. You can't completely contain air or ether or spirit, right? It's not containable. Uh, it's like herding cats, right? You put one in the box and it jumps out as you're trying to get another one and on and on. So it's a struggle to bring form and structure right now for everything. But when we do, we benefit by making something in our lives stronger. Now, transiting Mars in Sagittarius is also going to form a square with Saturn in Pisces, right? Because they're, they're, they're dovetailing each other right here. So they're right behind one another. So the sun in the square to Saturn leads us to Mars in the square to Saturn. And here we have the conflict now, Mars conflict between action and restriction, right? Mars does not like containment. Mars wants action. He wants to be assertive. He said, I'll think about the consequences later. And Saturn is, no, you'll think about the consequences now. And you'll take actions that are going to support those next steps. So that forward, fast moving, uh, assertive energy of Mars is being contained, restricted somewhat by Saturn. And there may be a sense of frustration as we decide to, that we need, you know, to deal with the conflict between freedom and that flow, um, but also the limitations and the responsibilities. So the square creates the tension the friction that causes us to have to contend with all of that. And in this, it could be a struggle for independence, right? Getting free of those responsibilities, wanting to be uh, not contained by them at all. But I'm telling you, in this case, you're rewarded when you deal with the things that you need to be responsible for. So tension and frustration, discipline and patience all part of this experience over these next few days and conflict with authority. That's the one thing I keep forgetting to bring up here is that often Martian energies can bring up conflict with authority. So you have Saturn representing authorities and authority figures. You have Mars representing that very aggressive masculine energy, pushing out, pushing the river. And so it can be, uh, where authority figures or anybody who establishes some sort of authority around us can be the subject of our ire, of our frustration, of our anger, and uh, our reactiveness. So remember to be very circumspect in how you use that Martian energy. Find constructive ways to work within the frameworks of your life, of the constraints that you might have rather than pushing against them or ignoring them completely and just jumping out of bounds uh, because that doesn't support anybody. Um, and also because Saturn is in Pisces, we may also be contending with emotional things, right? Emotions that are uh, triggered during this period of time. Uh, all in all, the squares help us to learn through the challenges, right? To be able to uh, put energy towards solving uh, the issues that we have. So it is a big week. Ideally, we will get through this and we will, uh, I see uh, cheers from Sandra Boyd in uh, Hawaii. I'm thinking that we could cheer ourselves on and we'll have something to cheer about once we get through this week, and then move forward in our lives with something. All right, so let's do a couple of card readings this morning before I go. Uh, let's see, what do I want to bring up? Um, okay, you're coming with me. And hmm. 
the Dreamweavers. Okay. Dreamweavers and the Starseed Oracle. So this one is by Rebecca Campbell called the Starseed Oracle. I love it because the box is different, right? I like different, unique. So let's see what our Starseed Oracle message might be for the week ahead. We might need to uh, elevate our thinking beyond just what's in front of our faces. And this card will help us. And it says, double mission, light worker starseed, serve the world by being you. Serve the world by being you, right? Double mission. Okay, let's see what this says. Double mission. And remember, this uh, deck also has um, either an inquiry or uh, an activity at the end for us to partake in. All right, this says lightworker starseeds are mission and purpose oriented. Many have the feeling that time's running out and there's something they came here to do, create or contribute. They're here to grow as souls individually, that would be an individual mission, and also to contribute to the planet in some action oriented way, the collective mission. Their collective mission is often answered through a career calling or by devoting their life to something bigger. Until they remember their collective mission, it can feel as if something's missing or that they're forgetting something important. It's common for lightworker starseeds to feel that they're different and they may carry soul memories of being visible or sharing their voice. As such, they may protect themselves by dimming their light in order to fit in or by spending time in some sort of closet, such as a spiritual closet. If you pull this card, you're being called to remember your collective mission and step into it more fully. You're being reminded that your role as a light worker is to light up the world with your presence. This doesn't have to be a great thing or a decision you need to make. You also you also don't need to have a great big plan. If you resonate with being a light worker, all you need to do is work out what lights you up, your passions and your joys, and keep doing that. When you trust and follow the simple path of things that light you up and then lose yourself in the doing, you'll light up the world without even trying. That's a great message. And we get a starseed soul inquiry. And the question that you might want to be considering this week, how can you serve the world by being you? How can you serve the world by being you? Good question. Good question. All right. And the dream weavers, what have they to say for us this week? Um, ooh, okay. This one says weavers share their magic tea. <laughs> I love it. Weavers share their magic tea. And that is card number 24, which is a six, which is harmony and balance and psychic awareness, intuition, 24, not 14. Okay, and this one says that its essential meaning is divine inspiration that could be life-changing, being receptive and curious to following through selflessness. Those sound sort of a little bit like Sagittarian energies. When the Dreamweavers share their magic tea, it's a sign to remember the divine quality of inspiration. You know the feeling. One moment you're walking, taking a shower, or driving your car, and suddenly ideas come pouring through your mind and heart. You feel like you could explode with hope. <laughs> These are gifts from the divine, from source, the conscious universe, or any other name you claim to describe as spirit. These gifts come unbidden and may answer a query you forgot you even asked. Inspiration is a feeling sense and comes with its own intelligence and logic. It's as if you've been staring at a complicated series of locks that have kept you away from the next manifestation of a destiny you've always known, but just couldn't get to. Suddenly, all the locks just begin turning, pins click into place, and the door swings open to let the light shine in. Now you have inspiration in all its technicolor glory. Did you think the Dreamweavers would keep their magic tea all to themselves? You just need to stay receptive and follow through on your curiosity, then watch the magic arise to, great, to greet you. Inspiration wants to give you a gift. Let it. Magic tea. Weavers share their magic tea. Awesome. Those are great cards for the week. 
All right, everyone, that is it for me this morning. Uh, thank you so much for joining me here. Have a blessed week. Remember, stay optimistic, stay within your lane, reach for the stars. And also remember, conflict can be solved just by breathing first and then reaction being a response versus reaction. Okay, take care, everyone. Bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for astrology, human design, and Gene Keys wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.